Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Reach out to Governor Herbert. Text 57500 or call him at 801-575-8255. It's Let Me Speak to the Governor. Governor Gary Herbert here in our studios, ready to take your calls. And I promised we'd go to uh, Leslie next. And Leslie is calling from Sandy, Utah. Go ahead. What's your question for the governor? Um, Hi, Governor Herbert. Hi, Um, Leslie. I just um, wanted to tell you I really appreciate your ad that you do on um, bringing awareness to distracted driving. Um, My husband lost his life five years ago to a woman who was texting and driving, and so our family's been very instrumental in getting the laws changed. And we recently had the law on um, texting tightened up a couple of years ago. But um, just last week, the new um, bill that was introduced by Representative Carol Moss on um, Utah becoming hands-free did not even make it past the Transportation um, Committee. So I was just wondering how you feel about making Utah a hands-free state and what you feel we can do to make that happen. Well, thank you, Leslie, and I appreciate your service, and I'm sorry for your loss. And uh, you need to keep fighting out there for uh, against distracted driving and certainly, I think, advocating for hands-free. Uh, I was disappointed to see that not even have a legitimate hearing and certainly a debate on the floor, which I think is necessary. Uh, distracted driving, uh, everybody's frustrated with it. Uh, law enforcement's frustrated with it. Uh, we see people going down the road, talking on their cell phone, texting uh, while they're driving, and it makes us all just go crazy. Uh, so we, we need to be uh, more, I think, adamant about this and require, if you're going to use a phone, at least it ought to be hands-free, where you can keep your hands on the steering wheel and pay attention to driving better. It's better probably for all of us to just set the phone and put it on off while we're driving and then turn it back on, you know, a few minutes later. It's not like we have to be in constant contact. I think we're a little bit obsessed with our electronic equipment anymore, and uh, I think that's unfortunate on many levels. So I think uh, we'll bring this back next session. It's something I certainly support, hands-free driving. Maybe with us working together, we can get uh, to have a uh, a better hearing and maybe get it passed. Hands-free uh, driving is something that we can all live with. 
Governor, we were uh, chatting. I've been waiting to see if this would come up on our uh, call screen line. It hasn't so far, but it is so important. Maybe you could spend a moment and let us know where we stand with Medicaid. What is afoot right now? How can we take care of those who are caught in what's been referred to as the gap or the donut hole? Sure. Well, health care is obviously a, a big issue, and it's complex. It's uh, the cost of health care is going up through the roof. Uh, premiums have doubled and tripled in some parts of our country. And and where we thought with the Affordable Care Act there was going to be a slowing down, it seems not to have happened. In fact, maybe it's starting to accelerate. That being said, uh, we have a proposal that I like. Uh, Representative Robert Spenlove is pushing it which with this administration uh, is at least seems to be willing to give us waivers where the previous administration was not. We've tried a couple of times to say, look, we'll go to 100%. We'll take care of those people in the gap in Utah, which is between 50% and 100% of poverty, uh, the donut hole. Let us go to 100% of poverty on a 90-10 split. Then anybody over 100% goes into the federal exchange. So they have access to subsidized, based on their income, uh, insurance premium programs. And I think that is a way to kind of have a compromise that works good for everybody. So I like uh, uh, Spend Love, uh, Representative Spend Love's approach, which mirrors many ways my Healthy Utah approach from some years back. It allows us to be proactive in keeping the cost of health care down. It allows us to, in fact, put some caps in place so that what we buy today we can afford tomorrow. It allows us, in fact, to utilize under the Affordable Care Act the 90-10 split, which should be in, everybody should be entitled to. And I think it's a step in the right direction. It may not be perfect, but it's pretty close to being, I think, a good policy, that one that we can all work with here in Utah and work under the current existing statutes and laws. And so I'm hopeful. I think that's one that we will we'll want to watch really closely over these next couple of weeks. And I'm hopeful that uh, Representative Spindlove can get some traction in the House and the Senate. If it passes, I will sign that bill. Let's go to Provo. And Roy is on the line with a question. Roy, go ahead. Good afternoon, Governor and Doug. Well, thank you, Roy, for calling. Well, I had kind of a two-fold question for you. Uh, First off, with the epidemic here in Utah with mental illness, what is the perceived risk to our uh, students in public schools, uh, you know, for school shootings and things like that? And secondly, uh, what are some of the steps that we're taking here in Utah to ensure the safety of our students? Well, it's a complex issue. There's not really any uh, easy answer to any of this stuff. Uh, mental health, you know, uh, it starts, it should start at least. Let's make sure we have good counselors in the schools to help identify. They've got skills and training to identify those that might have a mental illness, a, a potential uh, need for counseling. So it, it should start there. I think we all feel like we're sitting on kind of a uh, a time bomb is, is, is a shooting going to occur in our state, in our community, and we see too much of it. It's just such a tragedy. It's almost so horrific we can't even comprehend. Um, but counseling starts. What we're doing here in Utah, we've got what's called Safe UT. It's a free app so that people that have stress, that feel like they can't cope, where they have uh, social isolation, whether they feel like they're being bullied, whether they have suicidal tendencies, there's a place to call and actually get counseling. It's called Safe UT. You go to the app store, it's, it's no cost, and it allows uh, 
any any individual that feels like they have a need to talk to somebody to actually have access. It gives you tips on counseling and on issues, signs to look for, an actual uh, uh, a human being on the other end of the phone to talk with you, or you can do it through texting and chatting. So safe UT is one thing that I think is going to help us. Uh, we also are reviewing all of the uh, schools right now uh, to prompt our principals and our superintendents to make sure we're following the existing laws and rules and regulations. Access to our schools should be restricted, and we want to make sure that's taking place. Drills should be put in place, like a fire drill. We call it active shooter drill, where students go through a process to know what to do, where to go. In fact, there's an alarm sounded, and we have a, an active shooter drill. So we're doing what we can in that regard. I'm also going to be working this weekend with the National Governors Association and talking about what are the other things that are, are, are causing this to happen. Why do our young people uh, grow up and have uh, such a desperation that they either commit suicide or they go out and shoot people? Uh, is it because of uh, our glorification of violence in the movies and on television? Is it because of our games where we desensitize our people and we have these virtual reality games where you actually feel like you're out shooting people and killing people, see blood and guts spew across the screen? Is it the breakdown of the family, the fact that we have so much, particularly in our inner cities, no fathers in the home and, and no instruction being given? Uh, the First Lady of Utah, my wife Jeanette's doing a great thing by helping people understand parenting skills for all kinds of different families. You know, the, the kids don't come with instructions, and we kind of live by trial and error. Well, uh, you, can, you can go to one of Jeanette's uplift uh, uh, families on parenting skills and learn some great skills on how to raise your kids so that they will be good, productive members of society. So all those things and probably many more are what we are doing and what should be doing. Governor, thank you for sharing your time with us uh, here on the program today. Let me speak to the governor. We all look forward to this, and I appreciate everybody. A few folks didn't get on the line with us, but uh, we'll be back next Next, next time, month. next time. Save up your questions. We'll be back in a month, and thank you for allowing us to have this opportunity to interface with the great people of Utah. You've been listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor. It is 1259.